It's no secret that real estate is one of the best investment vehicles out there. But how can we determine which strategies will best align with our financial ambitions? Well, you've come to the right spot. Whether you're an active real estate entrepreneur, a passive investor, or looking to get into real estate investing, our goal is to provide investors with the insights and strategies for building our portfolios all while protecting our capital. I'm Daniel Nichols, and this is the Two Smart Assets Real Estate Investing Podcast. Are you looking to grow your real estate investing business? Fortune Cribs can help. Fortune Cribs helps investors buy short-term rentals in select markets around the country for as little as 10% down with cash-on-cash returns in the 20 to 30% range. Fortune Cribs will design, furnish, and manage all the day-to-day operations, making your experience truly hands-off. And it doesn't matter where you're at in your real estate investing journey, whether you're trying to get your first deal or scale your portfolio, Fortune Cribs can help. So if you want to take the next step, go to fortunecribs.com and book your free consultation to see how Fortune Cribs can best help you. Once again, that's fortunecribs.com. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Daniel Nichols, accompanied by our guest for the week, Mark Podolsky. And today we are the Two Smart Assets. For those not yet familiar with Mark, also known as the Land Geek, he has been buying and selling raw land full-time since 2001. In fact, he's completed over 5,500 land deals through his company, Frontier Equity Properties. He's also host of the Art of Passive Income podcast, where he covers strategies, skills, and helpful tips that will help his listeners grow their passive income through land investing and other passive models. Mark, my man, it's great to see you. Welcome to the show. Danny Nichols, thanks so much for having me. Appreciate it. Yep, absolutely pumped today. You know, you are the first guest we've had on this show to talk about land investing. So I'm super pumped to talk about that. But before we do so, man, um, you know, let's start out by hearing more about you, your background, and how you got into real estate investing and then land investing in particular. Yeah, so we're going to rewind the tape now to 2000. And I was miserable, micromanaged, 45-minute commute to work and back investment banker, specializing in mergers and acquisitions with private equity groups. And Danny, it it got so bad for me. I didn't get the Sunday blues anticipating Monday coming around. I'd get the Friday blues anticipating (laughs) the weekend going by really fast Um, and having to be back at work on Monday. So my firm hires this guy and he's telling me that as a side hustle, he's buying up raw land, pennies on the dollar at tax deed auctions. He's flipping them online and he's making a 300% return on his investment. And I'm looking at companies all day long and a great company, great, has 15% EBITDA margins or free cash flow. Average companies, 10%. I'm looking at companies all day long, less than 10%. So of course, I don't believe him. I've got three grand saved up for car repairs. I go to New Mexico with him. I do exactly what he tells me to do. I buy 10 half acre parcels, an average price of $300 each. I flip them online. They all sell for an average price of $1,200 each. It worked. So I took all that money, went to another auction. This is 2000. There's no one in the room. And I buy lots of acreage. This is in Arizona. And I made over $90,000 cash. Wow. So I go to my wife and she's pregnant. I said, honey, I'm going to quit my job and become a full-time land investor. And she's like, absolutely not. So I said, okay, okay, okay. So it took me about 18 months for land investing income to exceed the investment banking income. And then I quit. And I've been doing it full-time ever since. 
That's pretty quick though, 18 months. So, I mean, there's gotta be, you got quite a good strategy there. And so, you know, again, that, that's a, that's, I think it's a good intro into, you know, kind of what that looks like land investing. Uh, but again, since you're the very first guest we've had on here, is there, is there another high level overview of just general, how that looks in terms of, Hey, you know, this is what we do is land investing. Maybe there's another strategy uh, just so our listeners can really kind of grab, uh, you know, what that looks like and how they may be able to put it into their, uh, you know, investing portfolio for context. Yeah, let, let's break down the whole land investing model with you as a case study. Okay. So, so Danny, I know you live in Colorado, but I'm going to assume that you own five acres of raw land in Texas and okay. you owe $200 in back taxes. And this is all public information. So you're advertising two important things to me. Number one, you have no emotional connection to the raw land. You're in Colorado, properties in Texas. And number two, you're distressed financially in some weird way. Because we don't pay for things, we don't value them. And as a result of you not paying your property taxes, the county treasurer keeps sending you notices every single month saying, Danny, if you don't pay your taxes, you're going to lose that property to a tax deed or a tax lien investor. So all I'm going to do is look at the five-acre parcel that you own in Texas. I'm going to look at the properties around your, your property. I'm going to get the last 12 to 18 months, all the comparable sales. And then I'm going to take the lowest comparable sale and divide by four. And that's going to get me what Warren Buffett would call a 300% margin of safety. Mm. So I'm going to send you an actual offer on your five-acre parcel. So we'll use easy math. Let's say the lowest comp is $10,000. I send you an offer for $2,500. You accept it. Why? Because for you, $2,500 is better than nothing. In reality, 3 to 5% of people accept my quote-unquote Top dollar offer. Sure. But now that you've accepted it, I've got to go through due diligence or in-depth research. I have to confirm you still own the property. I have to confirm that the back taxes are only $200. I have to make sure there's been no breaks in the chain of title. There's no liens or encumbrances. What are the restrictions regarding the property? What's the, uh, the water depth like? How far to the utilities? How far to services? What are the roads like? Is there ingress and egress? So I have this whole long checklist of due diligence. I outsource that to my team in the Philippines. They're connected to an American title company. It costs about 11 bucks. Now, if we were going to close, let's say a bigger deal, let's say $5,000 or more, then I'm going to close traditionally through a title company. I'm not going to take the risk. But because this is $2,500, I'll self-close. So now everything checks out. I write you a check for $2,300. I write the county treasurer a check for $200. I own it free and clear. I'm going to make this property cash flow like a rental home. In 30 days or less, because I have a built-in best buyer. Do you know who it is? Uh, not not me. <laughs> well, you're, no, you sold it to me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not so, me. Yeah, uh, you, don't, you, don't, you don't want it back. Yeah. Um, I don't know who. I know. You're like, uh, Mark, this is my podcast. I, I think <laughs> I, I'd be put on the spot today. So it's the neighbors, the neighbors. That makes sense. So I'm going to send out neighbor letters saying, hey, here's your opportunity. Protect your privacy. Protect your views. Know your neighbor. Oftentimes, the neighbors will buy it. Now, if they pass, I'm going to go to my buyer's list. If the buyer's list passes, I'll go to a little website you may have never heard of. It's called Craigslist. It's a 10th most trafficked <laughs> website in the United States. I'll go to a smaller one. I, I'm pretty sure you've heard of. It's called Meta uh, or Facebook, buy, sell groups, the marketplace. And then I'm going to go to the, the lands, landmoto.com, landfarm.com. Landsofamerica.com, landflip.com, landhub.com. These are platforms where people buy and sell raw land. But the way that I'm going to sell it is why I can sell it so quickly. Because all I'm going to ask for from another buyer 
for them to control this five-acre parcel is simple, $2,500 down payment. And then I'll make it a car payment, let's say $339 a month and 9% interest over the next 84 months. So I've got this one-time sale. I'm going to get my money out on the down payment. I could go six to 10 months out. And now I'm getting $339 a month at 9% interest for the next 84 months. But Danny, no renters, no rehabs, no renovations, no rodents. And because I'm not dealing with a tenant, I'm exempt from Dodd-Frank, RESPA, and the SAFE Act, all this onerous real estate legislation. So now it's a simple game to play. Can we create enough land notes where our passive income exceeds our fixed expenses? And now we're working because we want to, not because we have to. Yeah, that's massive, and I think that's a that's a that's a very interesting strategy. And again, this is the first time we've had uh, somebody talk about land investing on here. But the the idea of holding basically a a portfolio of land notes and cash flowing off that, I think, is massive. Especially if you can scale it, right? Especially if you can get more and more properties and and actually put this into a, you know build a portfolio. You know, and you know we do have we talked a little bit about this before the show, Mark. But we do have a lot of listeners on this show that are uh, passive investors, a lot of active as well. Um, you know, and I think a lot of uh, the ways that you know you think of say I'm a single family investor, I'm going to try to make my single family portfolio as passive as possible. Well, how do I do that? Well, a lot of our you know listeners are familiar with that. So I kind of want to take that and move it into kind of land investing, what you're doing, you know, um, how, how, how does this, you know, it sounds, it sounds really great, but how does this cater to maybe passive investors if they want to kind of, you know, make this a little more autonomous instead of, you know, you know, being active all the time. Right. So there's, there's two ways to do it. The first way is you're going to use three points of leverage is going to be you're going to use other people's time, software, and other people's money. So the first two, let's just start with software. So we provide software that automates this process 90%. The other 10% is going to be with inexpensive virtual assistants uh, that you can use throughout the world. There's actually companies now out there that will, that are already trained virtual assistants that understand the land business. You can use a company like LandVA for you or landmasters.us. It's a little bit more expensive than training your own, but it's right off the shelf. So between lgpass.com, inexpensive virtual assistants, and geekpay.io that does the note collection systems, that's the set, forget it, software program. Now you're 90% automated. Hmm. Now, the other piece of it is going to be other people's money. And so you can either you know, raise money from friends and family. There's, there's no shortage of money. Because our average margins are 300 to 1,000%, we're in this inefficient market. It's kind of irrelevant of what you, you give your investor as far as an interest rate. You know, If they're earning 0% in the bank, give them 12%, 10%, 8%. Either way, they're going to be super happy. right? Um, and it's backed by raw land. There's very little risk. That's the first way. But that's a little bit more active. If you want to just be the kind of person who's an accredited investor, you can just write a check. Now, that being said, I can't talk about it publicly. But if you have a relationship with me, then I can talk to you about it and we can move forward with it. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I love to hear that. I love to, to hear that there's systems and places that you can really put in and really make this more uh, more of a passive venture. Is that something you guys provide those systems and all that stuff, the VAs, or do you guys guide uh, passive investors on how to use that kind of stuff? Or is that kind of... Yeah. I mean, it's we have all the, pro, all the, all the, all the training soup to nuts for, for somebody that wants to learn the business and do it themselves and own the business. And then if you just want to talk to me directly... Uh, you can do that too. And then you, that it's completely passive. Sure. 
Sure. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. So, you know, I gotta be honest, man, this sounds, this sounds fantastic. You know, I, I'm a passive investor. I do some active stuff as well, but this is very attractive to me. Uh, really sounds like, you know, if you could have the, this arm of your portfolio, whether you're doing this by itself or, you know, adding this onto something else you're doing, I think it could really be a home run, but, you know, kind of, you mentioned before with land itself, there's not much risk, but you know, with any type of investment, usually there's some risks. Uh, can you talk about any sort of risk involved with land investing or maybe some common challenges or mistakes you see other land investors making? Yeah. So there, there's the biggest risk in land investing is number one, there's like a little disease out there called gotta have landitis. So <laughs> never before in anyone's life did they ever have to own raw land. And then they go through and like, I've got to own raw land. And so we make our money on the buy. So you have to be disciplined. And even in an inflationary environment, you still want to make sure you're doing your numbers, you're comping it right. You understand what you can sell it for. You're getting your margin. You have that 300% margin of safety for liquidation value, you're buying 25, 30 cents in the dollar, number one. Number two, you have to look at environmental issues. So, I mean, Dan, let's just face it, right? Nobody wakes up and thinks to themselves, boy, I'd like to buy some raw land in New Jersey today, <laughs> unless you live in New Jersey. But if you do, there's manufacturing companies that have polluted the land and you have to go to a company uh, or site called epa.gov and make sure you're not buying it in a super fun site. So this is going to be in the industrial areas, you know, the Rust Belt, Pennsylvania, I guess that is the Rust Belt, uh, you know, New Jersey, th those types of areas you'd, you'd look out for. But again, you, you know, the biggest market is going to be the Sunshine States. So we want to focus on Arizona, Colorado, Texas, New Mexico, Nevada, Washington, Oregon, California, Florida, right? That's going to be your biggest buyer pool. And there's an abundance of inexpensive raw land in those areas. So that'll take care of that. The third biggest mistake is fear. So what will happen is people start sending out their mailings. They'll get uh, a seller to raise their hand and say, yeah, I want to sell it to you. And now they own a piece of raw land and they stop mailing. They're like, that's it. I'm not doing any more mailing until I sell this property. And what happens is there's a six to eight week you know, time lag. So now what happens is they, become a, they sell that property. And now they become a Chick-fil-A without chicken. And they've got to wait six to eight weeks before they get more land inventory. So those are the three, the two biggest mistakes and the, and the third thing or the, the one thing to look out for. Yeah, I appreciate you breaking that down. That makes a lot of sense. And it really paints a picture for, for the listeners there. So, you know, you did bring up one thing that I kind of want to ask about because it's a hot topic right now. You you mentioned inflation and I know we speak a lot of multifamily self-storage investors. And, you know, so we heard of a number of ideas of how uh, people are proceeding in their investments. So, But I'm just curious um, for land investors, is there anything on the horizon that you're, that you're looking out for that could be maybe a, a disruptor or something that could uh, alter the, your current strategy? Uh, I mean... Okay, look, I don't have a crystal ball. Sure. But I will tell you that in an inflationary environment, asset prices are going to continue to rise. Land is an inflation hedge because there's a scarce fixed supply of it. So any asset that has a fixed supply, whether it's an apartment building, whether it's gold, silver, Bitcoin, land, um, those prices will continue to appreciate. Now, if the government continues to uh, raise the federal raise the federal funds rate. Well, they can't really do it. I mean, they really can't. I know they have a a roadmap to do it, but if I owed you a hundred trillion dollars and I set the interest rate on myself, how high can I set that interest rate before it just becomes too expensive to pay back my debt? So, to me, I don't see how the United States gets out of this little pickle unless they reset the long term debt cycle, like we did in World War II, or we default as a nation. But we're continuing to print dollars. So I would say cash is trash, 
keep buying assets. They are going to continue to rise. 25 basis points is just not going to do it to, to raise interest rates in a meaningful way. When we can put money in the bank at 7%, 8%, now we're going to see a serious recession. But it, you know, if people can't put money in the bank at zero, still 0%, it's not a meaningful interest rate to me. Yep, absolutely. Yep, completely and again, agree. I, I mean, look, I'm not an economist. I could be totally wrong. <laughs> um, you know, maybe maybe the recession hits sooner than later. Uh, but unemployment's low. Uh, and the government doesn't seem to have the stomach for a meaningful rate hike. Yeah, I don't blame them. Absolutely. And I, I totally agree. I think a good place to be is, uh, you know, hard assets, cash flowing hard assets, you know, whether it's good times or bad, really, I think there's a, there's a good reason to be, to be there. Um, you know, and, you know, so we hear a lot about, um, you know, apartments, kind of just what we talk about in the podcast part apartments, uh, short-term rentals have been very big lately. Um, obviously I've known, I, we talked a little bit about the show. I've been following you for quite a while now. So I'm, I'm somewhat familiar with land investing and kind of what you do, but why don't we hear more about land investing? Why, why do you think that is? I mean, let's face it. Could you think of a more boring real estate niche, right? Like if you go on HGTV or the DIY network, you're going to see, actually a show with me on flip your, flip this land. The before pictures, raw land, the after pictures, raw land. So it's not sexy at all. Uh, number two is a lot of people can't get their head around it, right? We can all get our head around the fact that we all need a place to live. Nobody sure. needs raw land. That being said, 99% of the things in our lives we don't need. People want raw land. Uh, there's a lust for land in this country that most people don't realize. Yeah, I, that's that's a real thing. In fact, I've I've experienced that firsthand with people I know, and then also myself for a long time ago. I kind of had I kind of had that going as well. So uh, definitely, completely uh, sympathetic to that. Um, you know, um, so I think I think that's a that's a great point. Um, so I do have a question. So I'm interested. Say I'm listening to the show right now. I'm interested. I like what you're saying, Mark. How, if I'm interested in getting learning more about land investing or whatever, how and where do I get started? Well, I think the first thing you need to do is like the best way to learn anything is by doing it. So just start doing it. So I've got a free course on how to double your money 30 days or less. So if you go to landgeek.com forward slash quick deals, let me teach you how to do it. Yep. I think it's a, it's a great way to start, right? Go find somebody who's been doing it successfully for many years and just model what they're doing and at least learn from them, right? I think that's a, it's a huge model. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you might as well smart cut. I've already made all the mistakes for you. So. <laughs> there you go. I love that. Yeah. So, so are there any words of wisdom uh, or pieces of advice you give to someone who is, say, maybe just getting started with a, your program or whatever? Yeah. I mean, I always like to quote Zig Ziglar. If you'll do for the next three to five years what other people won't do, you'll be able to do with the rest of your life what other people can't do. Love that, man. That's a, that's a great quote. A lot of Zig Ziglar stuff is uh, pretty fantastic. So that's a, it's fantastic. I love that. And it definitely applies. Um, dude, uh, I got to be honest with you. I've learned a lot from this from this conversation just about land investing in general. I know you talked a little bit uh, about what your services are, but tell us more about your company. And then also, I think you you know you have a free course available. Um, uh, go ahead and uh, talk about that. Yeah. So my big why is I want to help everyone get out of what I call solo economic dependency, which means if you're personally not working, you're not making any money. Think of a W two job, a solopreneur, a freelancer. Let's go into the people that we consider rich, right? Like they don't have money problems, but they got time problems. Doctors, lawyers, dentists, right? So these are people that are still trading uh, dollars for hours, essentially. Well, at some point, even if you love being a dentist, it gets tiring. 
And you, we, like we were talking about before, there's so many things outside of our control. And so passive income really buys us that security of life so that once our passive income exceeds our fixed expenses, we're moving up into Maslow's hierarchy of needs, into self-actualization and fulfilling our greatest purpose, that we're living our best lives. But so many people are spending all their time and energy on in, you know, endeavors that are just keeping them in survival mode and not realizing, oh, here's a way out. So that's why I, I love teaching this. And I think if you're listening to this, you're probably scratching your head and be like, well, Mark, if it's so great, why, why are you teaching it? Like you're creating your own competition. Good question. So, <laughs> so essentially as an investment banker, I thought about that before I got into to teaching. And you know, what does the investment bankers always look at or, or VCs or anyone in big money? How big is the market? There's 3,007 US counties. There's billions of acres available in this country. You, me, a million people could get in this most boring niche of all. We're all going to run out of money before we run out of deal flow. That being said, this is a Goldilocks niche. Too much money is the problem. Private equity groups, hedge funds, billions of dollars can't be flooded into this market. That needs to go to productive farmland like Bill Gates and Jeff Bezos and Warren Buffett, right? Make 8%. You can't deploy how much, it just takes too long to deploy a billion dollars. These are sure. $2,500, $5,000, $10,000 deals. So having too little money is a problem. Having too much money is a problem. And so we're sort of in this Goldilocks niche. And then to really answer the question is, for me, there's nothing more gratifying professionally than someone saying to me, Mark, you've, you've literally changed my life. You changed my family's life. I'm spending more time with my family. I quit my dead-end job. My spouse quit her job or his job. And um, we're able to do what we really want to do in life. Thank you so much. I love selling land, but no one's ever told me after a raw land sale, I changed their life. So for me, this is so gratifying. And I've uh, freed enough people where I, at this point, I, could, I can die in, in peace. Love to hear that, man. You know, we're big, big proponents of passive income. So the fact that that's kind of your mission, I think is, is absolutely awesome. So if the listeners are interested, where can they go to find out more about, you, about, about that and then also connect with you? I think the best place to go is thelandgeek.com, thelandgeek.com. Um, they can get the book Dirt Rich. They can check out the Auto Passive Income podcast. But when they start at thelandgeek.com, it's kind of lead them to all those things. And certainly, you know, start doing it with the free course as well. Awesome. Mark, we're going to make sure to put all that stuff in the show notes. It was great having you on the show today, man. Appreciate you taking the time to speak with me today. Danny Nichols, appreciate it, brother. Thank you. Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode. Head over to iTunes to subscribe to the show. And while you're there, we really appreciate you leaving a rating and written review. If you have any questions or topics you'd like to hear on the show, connect with us on social media or through our website at twosmartassets.com. We look forward to speaking to each and every one of you. Talk to you soon.